I think celebrities are great for getting conversations started. However, who is providing the expertise? Should the shop assistant be a little bit cheeky, a little bit floaty with you? It doesn't necessarily mean or is an open invitation for you to take that further. That's such a good point to bring up. I'm not hitting on you and no, I don't want to get naked with you. Come on. Hello, Tanya. Hey, Maya. It's good to be back in again this year. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Back sitting in the seat, ready to talk about all things sex. Yes. And I think um, I want to preface this this week's uh, episode with the fact that I've been talking about this with you f- uh, kind of fleetingly for the last little while. I've seen lots of celebrities break out into like different elements of business. I think there's definitely a very big celebrity beauty boom happening at the moment, but also a lot of celebrities moving into this wellness movement and also in that I think a lot of um, celebrity endorsements of sex toys and quote-unquote pleasure therapy and what you should be doing from Gwyneth Paltrow to Kourtney Kardashian to Lily Allen and so many people in between and I think because of that so many people are feeling a bit shy and aren't really turning to the expertise of both sex experts like yourself, but also um, retail workers at sex shops who are working there with a the breadth of knowledge themselves. Yes, they are. They're often very knowledgeable folk. Yes. Yeah. How does this all make you feel? Uh, oh, it's such a big thing. When I was listening to you there, I kind of got excited to hear sexual health being partnered into wellness, the wellness movement, because I think our sexual health is really important and it is part of wellness and being okay. So that part of it is excellent. Um, the celebrities, that's an interesting thing because I think celebrities endorse whatever products are in fashion uh, and it's the marketing and PR teams that kind of drive this and that they look for a celebrity or an image or a style that they're think will enhance their brand and then they go from there. Mm. And then when specific categories take off, it becomes the thing for celebrities to do. Like you must have a a dress line or you must have a perfume line and now it appears you must get involved with something sexual. Well, no, and you're right. Like it used to be that so many celebrities would have a quick fix by putting out a perfume and it seems so many are moving now into this space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it's a little bit different. Like... What you wear or what you, how you choose to make yourself smell, um, I think can be influenced by people who you look up to. But what you're doing to your body and understanding your body, that's a little different for me. Um, I think, and, and also what I'm noticing too is that people, people uh, who are endorsing these things are also social influencers, right? Mm. So there are people with images, which is great, and there are a lot of people out there looking very sexy, doing things that don't know that much about sex or anatomy or arousal or desire. So I think, as with any product, do your research on this sort of stuff. You know, I think uh, somebody who looks pretty telling you how your body should respond kind of falls into uh, the area of um, body shaming 
and oppression and things like that because that's it's kind of similar to be you know you can only be sexy if you're a size eight mm. or you can only be sexy if you've got a big tushy and and curvy boobs um i think not i think everybody is natural and normal and everybody can give you pleasure and feel good you just need to understand your own body and how it works and whoever you're playing with mm. right so that's a very important thing because how can you buy things for your body it's like going out dress shopping and not knowing what size you are right totally. you could make some errors there <laughs> <laughs> totally um we are going to kind of touch on some celebrities that have moved into this space including Dakota Johnson and Cara Delevingne they've recently signed on to endorse um some sexual wellness tech related brands like Laura DiCarlo and Maud um, and it seems like it's a lot of female identifying celebrities, especially who are jumping on board with this holistic approach. I think, I mean, it was even over the weekend, I was looking over uh, Kourtney Kardashian's story about who should, different positions you should try that are better for this kind of feeling or better for your knees or something like, how would you even come to think of these things and again, why do you think it is women in particular that are moving into this space? Well, I think women are just really darn tired of being underrepresented uh, and their bodies being misunderstood. I, c I can really understand that. It's, it's good to see that conversations are now starting up and that more people are starting to understand the difference in arousal or that um, uh, people with vulvas... Uh, arouse differently and their bodies function differently. It's not all about the P in V. I think we're starting to understand all of that on a, a much broader level, which is really great. And, and there's a whole lot more that people can do. But again, Courtney uh, Kardashian, uh, where, how does she yeah. know what positions are great? Are these the ones that work for her? Uh, are these ones that work for older people with bad knees? Are these ones that work for people with disability? Uh, you know, like I'm kind of wanting to understand where you're getting your expertise from because that's a lot of power you have right there recommending positions. And if you're not sure how they work or why they're good, um, you could be doing harm instead of good out mm. there. And that's my concern with all of this stuff. I think celebrities are great for getting conversations started. This is excellent. We can never have enough conversations normalizing pleasure and exploration of bodies and things like that. Uh, however, who is providing the expertise? You need to just check in with that and what they know and how they came to know it. Totally. Yeah. If you've just tuned in uh, to FBI for the and you're hearing, let's talk about sex for the first time. This <laughs> is a fortnightly segment uh, with me here on mornings. My name is Maya Billick and Tanya Coons, who is a resident uh, sex therapist, pleasure advice giver, all things in this in this realm. Tanya has the experience and expertise to back up everything that she's saying. And we unpack different mm -hmm. topics like this uh, every fortnight. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about some specific endorsements right after this one by Keeper on FBI out of Melbourne. This one's called I'll Find. You're in Mornings here on FBI 94.5 FM. With me, uh, Maya Billick and Tanya Coons here for Let's Talk About Sex. If you've got any questions at always about 
why to some regard uh, celebrity endorsements of sexual wellness, uh, sex toys, for example, are to a degree problematic. Get your texts in on 0409 945 945. Any questions, they don't even have to be remotely related to this. Uh, Tanya will always take a look at them and we remember them for next time and they always get answered. 0409 945 945 is the number. Um, just before that last track by Keeper, we were talking about a few celebrities who've started to enter this field of uh, sexual wellness and pleasure therapy. And some people that really come to mind most are Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, Lily Allen also recently teamed up with a company to release her own vibrator. Um, and Dakota Johnson, off the back of Fifty Shades, is also entering this sphere. Tanya, what do we think about Gwyneth? <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people have opinions about Gwyneth. Uh, I don't know if people are familiar with Jen Gunter, who's like a celebrity gynecologist. That's also like, how do you get to be a celebrity gynecologist? That's pretty <laughs> interesting. But I think she did because she took on Gwyneth and her Goop project. Uh, Gwyneth had a project called a jade egg and she didn't seem to understand what that was about. I mean, this has been in Eastern culture for a really long time. But to be fair, I don't think Jen uh, understood it either. She couldn't see. Gwyneth described it as helping women get in touch with their bodies. How I understand jade eggs or anything that you put inside your body, like in, in Eastern cultures, this has been going on for thousands of years, that you put a weighted object inside and then the muscles in your body, in your pelvic floor, contract to hold that object in, right? So the concubines in the old days and the courts used to use those so that they could have um, muscle control to help pleasure their the men that they were pleasuring. Today, um, a lot of women use things like products like this to... Um, tighten up their pelvic floor muscles uh, to help with incontinence, but it can also help you have stronger orgasms. So it can be a jade egg, it could be a Benoit ball, or it could be a few other things. So they are, they are useful, but you need to understand why to use them and when, because they're not good if you're really uh, tight in the pelvic floor muscles. They're not good if you have back problems. They're not good for a number of reasons. So again, you need a professional to advise you or give you the right advice about using these products. Putting them online saying they'll help you get in touch with your womanhood, I'm sort of like, how the hell can that, what, how does, what does that even mean? Yeah. Right. So I think that that's quite dangerous. And also Gwyneth was selling products for vaginal steaming, <sighs> which I think is so shaming of women's bodies. And it was about getting rid of odor. Uh, and Jen Gunther came and wrote a very public letter, which got picked up by the media saying, this is not okay. It's part of patriarchal bullshit of shaming women's bodies. And I totally agree with Jen there. We need to allow for bodies to be natural and normal. They have odours. They have discharges. They look different. They have hair. All sorts of things uh, that does not get in the way of our pleasure. And it certainly shouldn't get in the way of anybody that we're playing with pleasure mm. either. If it does, I suggest they take a little look at their expectations and where they may be coming from. And also their own bodies because their own bodies will also be having funny sorts of smells and discharges and hair and all sorts of things. Totally. Yeah. I guess on the other end of the spectrum, or what we hope you take away from listening to us chat about this is do your research, but also don't take everything as gospel. 
talk to a professional. Um, And on the other end of the spectrum, there are celebrities that are very much staying in their lane and doing what you said, starting a conversation and bringing attention to this area. Kind of like Lily Allen is. She's respectfully putting people down who are shaming her and women for buying this product, but also giving a spotlight to the actual professionals to talk about not only how to use a product, but what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. X, Y, and Z. Well, she started conversations about masturbation, which I think is great because there's so much shame and stigma about that. And she talks about that in the media and that, that that's really hand in hand. She's, uh, I can't remember the brand name, but it, the product is a womanizer. So she's got one out in some funky colours that is associated with her and she's promoting that. Uh, so I understand. So it's a bit of column A, a bit of column B for her. She's going to make some money out of that. I understand that with endorsements. But it, she's been singing about that. She's t- They're talking about closing the orgasm gap. She's been singing about that stuff since before they did that research. Yeah. So with Lily, I think she's she's getting some good conversations going. And I think celebrities can get things on the map. But in terms of endorsing things or proclaiming yourself a sex expert because you've starred in a movie about sex Mm. or because you're interested in sex, because this also happens in the sex education world. People are like, hey, I'm good at sex and I like talking about it. I know. I'll hang out a shingle and I'll be an expert. So I think when you're consulting experts, have a little look at their qualifications because there are some folks like me, you know, I am an official sex geek, sex nerd. I've got T-shirts that proclaim this as <laughs> parts of my study rewards. I've got thousands and thousands of hours of studying all sorts of different things. Other folk, not so much. So you really need to check people's qualifications and how they came to have the opinions they do and what they're, why they're recommending what they do. It's like anything. You yeah. know, not every celebrity that endorses a car is a mechanic, right? Or celebrities endorsing kitchens. How many of them actually get in a kitchen and cook? You know, what's their kitchen going to be set up like? It might look beautiful, but is it going to be functional? Is the fridge going to be where you can reach it? Are the cupboards and drawers going to be functional? Can it store things? It's a similar sort of thing. When it comes to your body, what do you need? Not what somebody's telling you you need. Or Dolly Doctor is telling you you Yeah. Need. Well, actually, Dolly Doctor gave great advice, I have to say. That was one of the few um, places where people could get that. But there is so much available online. And when we get to the end of the segment, I'll talk a little bit about places you can go to research if you want to buy sex toys. And there are great online shops. And it's, you know, again, it's not all about the P&V and the porn-style sex. There are some great places that do products that really work well for folk in the queer community or with disability. So it's about researching what you you need or what what might be interesting or appealing for you to try because there's a lot out there right now. Totally. And I mean, it's so, I think, obviously apparent as well that all of this has been compounded with COVID and people being in lockdown and isolation. Yes, and spending more time on their own. Who knew? (laughs) So it's not, it's actually not such a bad thing that people are starting to get to know their bodies more. I think the better you know your body, the greater the chance you have of pleasure with somebody else. So it's about understanding how your body works and then finding the words to help other people understand your body as well. So, you know, you can do no wrong getting to know yourself. And I think masturbation isn't natural, normal wonderful thing that folks can do it counts as sex it's sex with yourself it's different to sex with a partner but there's no right or wrong 
about it. You know, it's only when the churches get hold of things or government, they start to tell you what kind of sex is normal or okay. And that's when we start to get into problems of shame and stigma. Totally. Yeah. We'll be right back here on Let's Talk About Sex uh, and going into, I feel like maybe the OG sexpert, <laughs> the sex shop retail assistant. Yes. How to talk to them, ask them questions, what you shouldn't, shouldn't do in a sex shop, all forms of sex shop etiquette just after this one by Rat Tally. It's called Shrug. And this is a language warning. Haven't you heard Tally with Shrug. My name's Maya Billick and I'm joined by Tanya Koons right here on FBI. But let's talk about sex. We've been unpacking, uh, I think, beneficial but also harmful celebrity endorsements in the sexual wellness and therapy field. But we want to now spotlight supporting your locals, going to the most immediate, immediately accessible to you, I think, um, sex expert and these are retail assistants at a sex shop they have a breadth of knowledge they've not been plucked up from the street just for the sake of it um and in that tanya what is some very i think the obvious no-nos are obvious for a reason but what what is there in sex store etiquette what should you do what shouldn't you do Mm, uh, oh yeah that's such it's a broad question (laughs) i think First of all, have an idea. What are you What are you wanting from the sex shop? Are you wanting to sort of go in there and have a bit of a giggle, or do you have something in mind? So have an idea of what you're looking for. What What kind of toy, or what kind of pleasure, or or what kind of question you need to answer? Um, have a budget in mind because you know there there are cheap things and there are expensive things, and everything in between. And don't be afraid to ask the folk in the shop for advice or recommendations. There's, there are so many places where the staff are really, really informed and we'll come through and give some recommendations at the end. But you know, I do a lot of uh, work with Max Black in Newtown and the folk there are really, really informed. And I have a colleague who works at a sex shop in Parramatta and the guy who owns that is a scientist and develops his own lubes for oh all God. different occasions. Yeah. So there, there are folks that are very interested and very qualified in those fields. And if you're buying online, because a lot of people do, particularly with COVID, do some research and read some reviews because there are a lot of folk around who have educated opinions and informed opinions. And there are a lot of folk around who like to review products. So you can get a bit of an idea if you're looking for a vibrator that does this or that does that, or if you're looking for a dildo, or if you're looking for a masturbation sleeve or a butt plug, there will be people who have opinions about all of these things. If you're looking at sex tech, there's a lot of research and a lot of folk getting involved in that, uh, what kind of new products there are. I mean, yes, I've got a, a friend and a colleague who's an ambassador for WeVibe, and there's a whole bunch of things that that can do. It can even sync you up to have vibrations that sync with the porn that you're watching. Oh, There's my. a whole bunch of stuff. Tech has really brought things forward, hey? Yeah, it really has. It really has. So it's kind of like, well, what am I interested in and curious about? Um, so a little bit of reading will go a long way. 
But um, yeah, I think that's that's a good place to start. Start online and take it to a shop. Yeah, really. Take it to a shop. It's the first step. Again, it's the most readily available and accessible place for you to ask questions. If you're if you want more information, I'm sure as well, the majority of the people who work in these stores can also pinpoint uh, and give you recommendations for other services. Absolutely. I know, like, I refer people to Max Black and they refer folks to me. I know the people in Parramatta, that shop, for those interested, is called Just For Fun Parramatta and they specialise in sexual health and anal sex, right? So if you want some experts in anal sex and lube, go there. They're also associated with Western... Sydney Sexual Health Clinic. So they've got good experts on hand and they're cross-referring all the time. Um, there are other places uh, like Passion Fruit Sex in Melbourne. They're online, feminist and queer friendly. Uh, if you're looking specifically for queer sex toys, New York Toy Collective. Um, and you can we can put these links up on the page. There's also um, Pleasure Base online, so a caveat, I write for them, so I'm going to let you know that I'm involved with them. But they have guides from experts like myself and Q&As on there, as well as being an Australian portal for sex toys and lingerie and things like that. They're new, so they're ironing some things out. Um, there's also a guy called Drew Gerza who has an Instagram, and he's got a website called thatshandy.co he does disability friendly sex toys right so he's in production amazing for a lot of things yeah um there's a girl called zoe thongria t-h-o-n-g-r-i-a she's on instagram she has a shop called spectrum boutique and she specializes in large sex toys so she's destigmatizing big dildos and big stuff where people <laughs> might be like ah what are you doing? She's like, this is all natural and normal. If you're into TikTok, look up Nikki Wildflower. She talks a lot about sex. So she calls everything schmushies and schmenetration <laughs> so that she can get past the the censorship laws. And also we've got Georgia Grace, who's a friend of the show. She's an ambassador for WeVibe, but she's also involved in sex tech and she's giving good advice out there quite a lot. So there's lots and lots of places that you can go. And a lot of the stores these days aren't sort of dark, skanky, red-lit places. They are beautifully laid out. I know Max Black in Newtown have actually won retail awards, general retail awards, not sex shop awards, but just general with all the other shops. Mm. So they can be really cool, interesting places to go. I think the thing to remember is when you're there, not to point and giggle or be too loud and obnoxious because there are other folks in the shop that might be feeling a little angsty about their yeah. first visit or just a bit nervous about asking for what they want. So just bear that in mind. You might be sort of like, yes, I want a big box of these enormous things. That's great. <laughs> but take it easy on the folk around you because there'll be all kinds of folks there. And I think it goes without saying, um, uh, should the shop assistant be a little bit cheeky, a little bit flirty with you, it doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> or is an open invitation for you to take that further. Yes. That's such a good point to bring up because I think when folks start talking about sex, they start to think that whoever they're speaking with about it might be inviting them to have sex or might be flirting with them. And, you know, folks like myself, we get this all the time. I mean, I talk about sex for a living. I'm not hitting on you and, no, I don't want to get naked with you. I'm just having a very open-minded, non-judgmental chat with you. Mm. Uh, and I think you need to put that, you know, bear that in mind with folks in sex shops. They're excited 
to teach you stuff about what you could learn about your body or products that might be useful for you. So they're going to find it easier to talk about sex maybe than many of the folks coming to the shop. They are not hitting on you. It's not their job to hit on you. In fact, I probably think they might get disciplined or fired if yeah. they're hitting on or dating customers. Totally. So think about that when you're getting a little bit excited that you're having this kind of hot chat with somebody. They're actually there doing their very best to try and help you. Totally. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for the too long, didn't read, or trying <laughs> to remember this all really quickly in your head, uh, take your time, do your research, yeah. and be careful who you trust and yeah. whose information you're getting it from. Look up credentials and look up reviews. Now, you can listen back to Let's Talk About Sex wherever you get your podcast from. Just look up FBI Radio and we'll be right there. Or you can head to fbiradio.com slash programs and click on Mornings with my Billick. Everything will be there from the 11 mark. Tanya, another brilliant week. Thank you so much for coming through. Oh, such a pleasure to be here. It's really nice to be back. Thank you so much for having me, Maya.